505 on a Wednesday morning. It's hump day, 28th of February. Yeah, so much for the summer weather. Uh, let's see here. I'm showing a wind chill of 18 degrees in Belleville. Um, yeah, I'm right at 18, but um, let's see my temperature, 29. 29 degrees. What was it, mm-hmm. 62 this time yesterday morning? I uh, went to bed, mm-hmm. and it was 72 degrees outside, and I woke up, mm-hmm. and it was 29 degrees outside. Yeah. Uh, we were at the hockey game. Mm-hmm. That didn't end well. <laughs> uh, the season for little Gus is over. O'Fallon fell to Edwardsville five to one mm, last night. The boys were just wore out. The night before they, we had that game, we lost it in a shootout. Mm-hmm. Took the wind out of their sails, I guess, and they were just. I it, that last five minutes of the game, <laughs> I was afraid they weren't going to get up and down the ice. I mean, they were they were they were beat, and uh, Edwardsville just put it on them. I mean, there was no doubt about it. No no way around it. They just got. They just got outplayed. They, I don't know if they were tired or bummed out or what, I, but it's their season, as we know it, is over for the O'Fallon High School hockey team. So, well, we'll get them next year, as they say. Uh, but, yeah, we came out of the hockey game about 930. Now, you come out of an ice rink, you know, the last week of February, thinking, man, it's going to be mm-hmm. nasty out there. Mm-hmm. You walk out, and it's like you're taking off coats and all your ice rink clothes have to come off because you're going to die Scam. outside. It was like like 67 degrees when we came out of the ice rink, and uh, I thought, oh, man, I, I just, I just now about, I'm going to say 9:30 or 10 o'clock. We had a little bit of rain. I could hear it pinging on the roof. Um, Pete from Fenton said his bucket had .01 inches of rain, and as he driving in this morning, he see uh, sees a few flurries. Yeah, I'd, I I had flurries driving in the whole way. It was, it was a little bit heavier than a flurry. It was more of a light snow. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I had that. And then about twelve thirty last night, this morning, I had uh, it started hailing and it it poured for about five minutes. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't hear that one. Absolute I downpour. Didn't hear that one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, it's cooled off, but it's going to warm back up. We'll have that forecast for you coming up in just a little bit. We'll take a look at what's going on in the markets. we got a lot to do. We better get started. We head to the newsroom. What do you got, Zach? Good morning, everyone. As I said, 29 degrees outside at 5.08. Weather and sports are coming up. A teenage murder suspect who escaped from the St. Louis Juvenile Detention Center earlier this month is back in custody. The 17-year-old boy escaped from the facility on Enright back on February 3rd. Authorities say he was returned to the detention center yesterday morning. No additional information was released about his capture. The teen has been held at the detention center since December 8th on charges of second-degree murder and assault. Charges stem from the October 24th fatal shooting of 20-year-old Calvin Kelly in North St. Louis. North County community where Michael Brown was fatally shot by a police officer has agreed to pay $4.5 million to settle a class action lawsuit that accused it of operating a so-called debtor's prison. The legal nonprofit Arch City Defenders announced the settlement Tuesday with the city of Ferguson. The agreement calls for the money to be paid out to more than 15,000 people who were jailed between February 8th of 2010 to December 30th of 2022 for failing to pay fines, fees, and other court costs. Michael Brown was killed during a confrontation by then-Ferguson officer Darren Wilson of 20, in 2014. Wilson was 
not charged, but the shooting prompted a federal investigation of court and policing practices. St. Louis County man is facing up to 20 years in prison after admitting to shooting at police and federal task force officers back in 2021. 50-year-old Derek Brown of Jennings pleaded guilty yesterday in U.S. District Court of one count of assault on a federal officer and two counts of discharging a firearm during a crime of violence. Brown admitted that early on the morning of March 18th of 2021, he went to his his daughter's house to confront his excuse me his wife's daughter's house to confront his wife. While there, Brown took his daughter's 45 caliber pistol. Responding officers learned that the gun learned about the gun and would probably go to his sister's house. When officers went to the sister's home, Brown came out of the house and began shooting after he was told he was under arrest. No officers were injured. Brown is scheduled to be sentenced on May 28th. U.S. Senator Josh Hawley is addressing a mail delivery problem throughout the state. Hawley, who is a member of the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee, sent a letter to Postmaster General Luis DeJoy raising concerns over the United States Postal Service's inconsistent mail service to Missourians in Kansas City and across the state. He claims recent reports show Missourians are continuing to experience delayed mail delivery and some have even reportedly stopped receiving mail altogether. A blacklisted Missouri lawmaker has been blocked from running for governor as a Democrat. The Missouri Democratic Party on Tuesday refused to let state rep Sarah Unsicker file for office on that ticket. Fellow Democrats denounced Unsicker after social media posts last year showed her with a man cited by the Anti-Defamation League as a Holocaust denier. House Democrats kicked her out of the caucus in December. Unsker could still run for governor as an independent, but would need to gather 10,000 voter signatures by July 29th. Republicans are highly favored to win the Missouri governorship. Two national nonprofit organizations have announced their support for the Missouri Champion of Children Coalition. Details from KTRS's Steve Potter. On Tuesday, Mission Readiness, a group made up of retired military leaders, and Fight Crime Invest in Kids, a group of 5,000 law enforcement leaders, including 120 from Missouri, announced in letters sent to state lawmakers their support of the Missouri Champion of Children Coalition's work to increase investments in child care and early education programs. That's necessary, they say, to prepare children to succeed in school and in life, which they also say impacts health and public safety. A poll released by the Missouri Coalition showed bipartisan support among voters for increasing investments in child care and early education programs across the state. 89% of those polled agree that increasing access to affordable child care will help parents succeed at work, and 62% of conservative voters and 86% of liberal voters believe that more access to early childhood education will reduce crime. Steve Potter, KTRS News. Time now is 512, taking a look at your KTRS forecast. Today, sunny with a high of just 39 degrees. Tonight, clear with an overnight low of 24. Tomorrow, mix of sun and clouds and a high of 54. It's currently 29 degrees outside at the Big 550 KTRS. Switching over to sports, St. Louis City SC was eliminated from the Champions Cup with a one nothing loss at Houston. With the Dynamo outscoring City in road goals, it breaks the tie to aggregate score between the two clubs, allowing Houston to advance. The Blues dropped their second in a row on the road 4-2 to two in Winnipeg last night. 
It puts the Blues six points out of the final wild card spot in the Western Conference. They're in Edmonton playing the Oilers tonight. Mizzou basketball travels to Gainesville tonight to take on the Florida Gators. While the Tigers seek out conference win number one, Florida will be looking for their 20th victory on the year. Pre-game coverage starts at 5 here on the Big 550. And SLU basketball is home tonight against Richmond. The Bills will try for two straight wins for the first time since December 16th. That'll do it from the Sports Desk. We'll be right back with Farmer Dave. It's another day to be thankful to be in America as the Big 550 KTRS begins another broadcast day. God bless America. Fifteen on this Wednesday morning. Once again, welcome aboard. Zach's over there. Dave Schumacher here. We're going to get you up to the 6 o'clock hour where McGraw will be standing by and ready to go with his show this morning. It's all about the weather. You went to bed with the windows open last night. It might be chilly in your bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you wake up this morning. I went to bed and the, yeah, my house was like 75 because I refused to turn on the air conditioning. Oh, yeah. And I, yeah, by midnight, I was listening to the heat kick on. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, so it dropped seven, eight, seven degrees in my house. Yeah, yeah we opened her up uh, yesterday, let some air blow through. Uh, it was pretty humid. You know, there was a lot of humidity in the air, but just thought, man, just a chance to let some air blow through the place. So we kind of opened things up a little bit and let her blow. But, uh, yeah, she's closed up good and tight yeah. this morning. We'll have that for, full forecast for you. Looks I, like by the by the weekend, we're back, what, up in the... Are we back to 70 by the weekend? Um, let's see here. Yeah. Yeah. Upper 60s for Saturday. And then uh, let's see. Sunday, we got 50. Yeah. 75 on Sunday. So, yeah, it's going to warm warm back up. Cold weather's not sticking around too long. But, mm. hey, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. What what county are you in in Illinois? St. Clair. Okay. I got, I got a sign here flashing in the studio and it says mm-hmm. tornado watch was called for st Clair, illinois madison illinois and monroe illinois beginning at 9 30 p.m last night so 
I didn't know. Now you tell me. Well, I didn't know. If he, I just <laughs> I just started reading it, but you said you were at the hockey game at around nine thirty last night. Yeah, I was at yeah, the. Out, I was out and out in Lebanon or out there at the at the Iceplex. Uh, yeah, that's between O'Fallon and Lebanon, which is definitely St. Clair County. Anyway, so I didn't even know it. We didn't even know it. we were in the big ice rink. Didn't even know about mm, it. Yeah, looks like. Huh. Uh, I mean, yeah, it looks like I went when I looked at the radar last night. There was some strong storms. Looks like just north of St. Louis. Then I got hit with one at about midnight. Oh, thanks so, for. Thanks glad, for that. Hey, glad you're doing all right. Well, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did you see there was a tornado warning for you <laughs> last night? <laughs> if you'd have hooked up this morning, weird all, the house you'd last got, night. <laughs> yeah, all you'd have got was <laughs> you'd have known what happened. The radio equipment is scattered in the trees. Uh, I don't know. I haven't heard anything. I, I, I don't. Is there, there's nothing on the news. I don't get you. You don't have anything in the news about any mm. storm. Nah, it's just damage. a watch too. So nothing. Yeah. yeah, I think things were set up for it to happen, but I don't think it did. So, any if anybody knows anything about anything about anything about any bad weather, uh, drop us a text eight four one two six. If you had a storm in your area, it doesn't matter what county you're in. We always like to hear from listeners about what's going on out there. We'll keep you updated on the the weather for the rest of the week. Let's run over to the markets. Yeah, corn finished a little higher yesterday. We rallied about three cents. Um, there was even a large Chinese purchase of Ukrainian corn at a discounted price, but it didn't seem to phase the Monday buyers. Uh, the market didn't really react to it to the negative uh, negative side. Uh, Egg Rural reporting Brazil's corn planting at seventy three percent for the second crop, which is up from fifty nine last week, and compares to fifty six percent at the same time last year. First crop harvest reached 42% complete as of the 22nd, which remains ahead of the 27% pace last year. So they are running out ahead both in planting and harvest. Weekly export inspections report and 1.24 million metric ton of corn shipped during the week ending the 22nd. That was up from 1.05 last week and was nearly double the shipments from the same week last year. So uh, that put a little strength in the market. March uh, Closed at 408, up one and a quarter. May was up two at 423. Over on the overnight trade, it's very, very quiet. We're going to call it even right down the board. March at 408 was down to 406. May at 423. September's at 446. December's at 460. All those about even in the overnight trade. You want to trade some corn way out. Uh, there is some corn trading yesterday for December of 26. It traded at 461. So there's not, well, there's about a, let's see, 80 cent top to bottom. March right now is at 408. The highest spot in the next three years is July of 26 at 488. So there's an 80 cent spread top to bottom down through the board. So not much of a spread. These traders seem to like that four four fifty mark. Um, as we move deep into the next crop. Over on the soybeans, they closed a little bit weaker across the front months. Uh, May con- contract was up by as much as 16 cents for the session. Soy meal futures were 310 to 610, 660 lower on the day, that is. Soy oil futures, uh, they were 50 point higher across the front months. Traders were looking for the January soy crush to come in at about 196.6 million bushels in the Friday report. Uh, USDA announced a private export sale of 123,000 metric ton of old crop soybeans to the unknown destination. Brazil, yeah, they're harvested 40% complete. Uh, that was up from 33% at the same point 
last year. March beans closed at 1131, down four and three quarters. May closed at 1140, down four and a half. Over on the overnight, we're about, let's just call it a penny lower. March at 1131. May is 1139. That's down a penny. November new crop trading at 1129. That's down one and a half. It was down to 11 and a quarter. January at 1138. That's down one and three quarters off a session low of 1135. It did hit 1145 at one point. Over on the wheat trade, we were higher yesterday by eight cents in the nearby contract. March closed out at five eighty six. July at five eighty six as well. That was down up nine and a quarter. We're giving about half of it back. March is uh, down three now at five eighty three. Uh, was down to five eighty one. July new crops at five eighty one. That's down a nickel. December twenty four trading at six oh three. Down three and three quarters. Coming up on 522, we'll take a quick break. Take a look at the livestock and the forecast for the week right after this. You've had all these great ideas about what to do with your outside space. Now's the time to take the next step and call Outdoor Living because Pat Leahy and the gang at Outdoor Living have built a showroom, which is a great resource for you. You can go in and see all the products they have, the composite decking, the metal framing. You see at Outdoor Living, what they pride themselves on is building it right the first time and never having to worry about it again. So they build it. You can enjoy it for the rest of your life. Outdoor Living, their showroom on Big Bend and I-44 in Kirkwood is a great resource for you. You can go and see all the different ways and all the different things they can do. Then they'll come out, they'll do a site visit, and in just a few short weeks you will have the dream deck, fence, gazebo, pergola, whatever it may be. Outdoor Living, right there in Big Bend and I-44 in Kirkwood, 314-966-3325 or OutdoorLivingInc.com. Check out the showroom and take that next step. You'll love it. Outdoor Living or OutdoorLivingInc.com. 523 was that you were talking about you were you're refusing to turn on the air conditioning. Not yesterday. yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's probably some folks that refuse to turn it on because they know it doesn't work. Yeah. You're on the Illinois side of the river. Who are you going to call to get them out there? Who are you going to get to fix it? Viviano Heating and Air. I've been telling you about Viviano's for years. They've been in business over 30 years, and they know what they're doing. Don Viviano's put together a great team of technicians. They know the biz, and they only operate on the Illinois side of the river, which puts them in your neighborhood. You know that furnace is going to be needed to get you through the rest of the winter. Then you know you got to flip the switch for the air conditioner. And maybe you know it doesn't work either. Maybe you need a whole new system. The power bills are getting bigger and bigger, and you're wondering why? It could be that furnace air unit. Why don't you have them out? Check it out. They can tell you what you got going on, and maybe you need a whole new system. They can take care of that as well. Viviano Heating and Air, as I said, been in business over 30 years. Check it all out. Viviano Air website's the best place to go. VivianoAir.com. That's VivianoAir.com. Missouri education officials must be bad poker players. They keep doubling down on the same bad bet. Public school students haven't been reading or doing math at their grade level for way too long. Last year, a horrifying 40% were regarded as not college or career ready after high school. Many states have adopted school choice. Iowa, Oklahoma, and Arkansas all provide money so families can choose the public or private school that works for them. And Kansas has one of the strongest public school choice programs in the nation. Nearly every family in Missouri has given exactly two choices for their children's education. They're assigned public school or learning online. That's it. Our neighbors trust their parents to choose the right school for their kids. Missouri doesn't. 
so enrollment is already shrinking. That will mean fewer high school graduates, college students, and workers. A bad bet indeed. Check out our 2024 blueprint, Moving Missouri Forward at showmeinstitute.org. The Show Me Minute has been brought to you by Show Me Institute and Show Me Opportunity. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. 525, running over to the livestock trade. Cattle futures were down by as much as 52 cents yesterday. Feeders were mixed. Uh, uh, they were within 25 cents of unchanged. It was kind of quiet. Cash trade, really nothing going on yet for the week, which is pretty common. Closed out last week anywhere from 180 to 184. The bulk of the sales in that 182, 183. Uh, the NAS Cold Storage Monthly Report showed beef stocks at 475.4 million pounds in January. That was the lowest January inventory of beef since 2014. Box beef prices were mixed Tuesday afternoon as the choice dropped a nickel. Selects were up by 241. Uh, numbers yesterday at 125,000, which put the uh, weekly total at 247. That compares to 229 last week and 250 for the same week last year. So we're running just a little behind, but it didn't help the market. February cattle closed at 185.60, down 12. April at 187.72, down 37. And the June cattle at 183.57, down 52. March feeders closed at 253 even, down 50 points. Over in the pork complex, yeah, we were 10 to 52 cents lower there as well. Uh, the national average base hog price increased by 179 to 72.70. Cold storage numbers from NAS counted 468 million pounds of pork in the coolers as of January 31st. That was up from 427 in December, and but was 9.9% lower than January of 23. Cutout value, 88 cents higher, closed out at 91.87. Numbers on Tuesday, 491,000, which set the week's total at 492, which is up from 490 last week and compares to 483 the same last year. April closed at 85.90, down 37. May at 90.37, down 37. April cutouts closed at 93.30, and that was even on the day. 527 on this 28th of February. Well, a whole different forecast out there than we were reading yesterday morning. Let's head to the weather desk. Zach's got it. What do you got, buddy? We're reading 29 degrees outside in Maryland Heights. Snow flurries moving through the area. Those will be moved out by about mid-morning. High of just 39 degrees today. It will be sunny by this afternoon. Windy today as well. Wind gusts as high as 38 miles an hour throughout the day today. Clear overnight tonight with a low of 22 degrees. Thursday, it's going to be sunny with a high of 50 and a low of 35 on Thursday night. Could see some late-night showers Thursday night into early Friday morning. High of 55 degrees on Friday. It will be mostly sunny after that chance of rain moves out mid-morning on Friday. Clear overnight Friday with a low of 40 degrees. And for the weekend Saturday, it's going to be sunny with a high of 68 degrees. Clear on Saturday night with a low of 52. And on Sunday, warming up to a high of 75 degrees. Chance of showers Sunday night into Monday. And throughout the day on Monday, there is a chance of some showers with a high of 70 degrees. And showers on Monday night and into Tuesday as well. Will be sunny by Tuesday afternoon with a high of 60. That's the latest from the Weather Desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. All right, thanks, Zach. Showing 32 degrees here in rural Belleville. That puts us a wind chill of 19. Winds are coming in out of the northwest at 17 yet this morning. 
Visibility is at 10 miles. Humidity at 73. Dew point at 23. Sun up at 633. And sundown this afternoon at 551. 529. We'll take a quick break for the news. We'll be right back. I'm Scott Shoemaker, fifth generation farmer. We raise corn, soybeans, and some wheat. Contract finishing hog site. When we uh, started our farming operation, a lot of our financing was you could only lock them in for five to seven years. Then I heard farm credits, long-term loans, and they also mentioned patronage. So we decided to switch everything over to farm credit because they could lock our land up and give us a good interest rate for whatever we needed. So we went ahead and refinanced everything with that and been happy ever since, and I wish I'd have done it 10 years ago. And then in the middle of the year, June, we get these checks in the mail from farm credit, and they're called patronage checks. It's like Never got a check for borrowing money from a banker before. It's been a great experience with Farm Credit. The people that I've dealt with, knowledgeable, upfront. Any question you ask him, he knows the answer. And if he don't, he has people that can find the answer for you. And looking back, I wish I'd have done it years ago. I just had the best vacuum system on the market installed in my home. Hi, everybody. McGraw Millhaven here. A Beam Central Vac. A Beam Central Vac has an industrial-strength motor with a dirt canister that removes all the dirt and dust from your living space with amazing suction. It installs in any home, new or old, in usually less than a day, and a Beam cleans all surfaces, carpets, hardwoods, tiles, even the fireplace. For a no-obligation estimate, 314-567-1515 or BeamSTL.com. You'll thank me later. KTRS St. Louis. We are Mizzou. ABC News. I'm Sherry Preston. A series of wildfires sweeping across the Texas panhandle. They have promoted evacuations and forced a temporary shutdown of nuclear weapons facilities. Strong winds, dry grass, unseasonably warm temperatures, all contributing to the fires. Strong storms in the Midwest overnight. There were several tornadoes reported in the Chicago area. We've got results from the Michigan primary, including how many people cast protest votes because of U.S. policy in Gaza. ABC News can project that Joe Biden will win the Democratic primary here and Donald Trump, the Republican. And based on what we are seeing so far, this protest vote seems to be very significant. If these returns hold, well, then the uncommitted vote could approach roughly 150,000 votes. That's roughly the margin by which Joe Biden won this state in 2020. ABC Chief White House Correspondent Mary Bruce in Dearborn, Michigan. A British high court has ruled Prince Harry was not unfairly stripped of his security detail when he gave up working royal status. Sherry Preston, ABC News. Twenty-nine degrees outside at five thirty-one. I'm Zach Binding, KTRS News. The North County community where Michael Brown was fatally shot by a police officer has agreed to pay four point five million dollars to settle a class action lawsuit that accused it of operating a so-called debtor's prison. The legal nonprofit Arch City Defenders announced the settlement Tuesday with the city of Ferguson. The agreement calls for the money to be paid out to more than 15,000 people who were jailed between February 8th of 2010 and December 30th of 2022 for failing to pay fines, fees, and other court costs. Michael Brown was fatally shot during a confrontation by then-Ferguson officer Darren Wilson of 2014. Wilson was not charged, but the shooting prompted a federal investigation of court and policing practices. A St. Louis County man is facing up to 20 years in prison after admitting to shooting at police and federal task force officers back in 2021. 
50-year-old Derek Brown of Jennings pleaded guilty yesterday in U.S. District Court to one count of assault on a federal officer and two counts of discharging a firearm during a crime of violence. Brown admitted that early on the morning of March 18th of 2021, he went to his wife's daughter's house to confront his wife. While there, Brown took his daughter's 45 caliber pistol. Responding officers learned about the gun and that Brown had an outstanding warrant for a parole violation. Relatives told police that he would be at his sister's house. And when officers went to the sister's home, Brown came out of the house and began shooting after he was told he was under arrest. No officers were injured. Brown is scheduled to be sentenced on May 28th. A blacklisted Missouri lawmaker has been blocked from running for governor as a Democrat. The Missouri Democratic Party on Tuesday refused to let state rep Sarah Unsicker file for office on that ticket. Fellow Democrats denounced Unsicker after social media posts last year showed her with a man cited by the Anti-Defamation League as a Holocaust denier. House Democrats kicked her out of the caucus in December. Unsicker could still run for governor as an independent, but would need to gather 10,000 voter signatures by July 29th. Republicans are highly favored to win the Missouri governorship. Illinois Senator and Majority Whip Whip Dick Durbin delivered a speech on the Senate floor Tuesday, holding the Federal Bureau of Prisons accountable for unsafe conditions for those in custody. More from KTRS's Steve Potter. Durbin began his speech with the story of Bobby Everson, who was killed by his cellmate in an Illinois prison. Durbin said that he's committed to holding the Bureau accountable for both operational and managerial deficiencies that have caused unsafe conditions in prisons in Illinois and across the country. He said that an investigation by the Department of Justice Inspector General found disturbing things about the prison system, such as failure to comply with policy and understaffing, which Durbin says has contributed to deaths that are preventable. Depriving incarcerated adults of basic human rights and endangering their lives is no way to achieve justice. The Bureau of Prisons must do more to create safer and more humane conditions. Durbin says a prison sentence should not be a death sentence in America. Steve Potter, KTRS News. 29 degrees outside at 535. I'm Zach Binding, KTRS News. Are you living with joint pain? Living with chronic or severe hip or knee pain should not mean giving up the things you love. Pain from arthritis and joint degeneration can be constant or come and go. It's common for patients to try medication and other conservative treatments to treat their knee or hip pain. If you haven't experienced adequate relief with those treatment options, you may be a candidate for a Mako Smart Robotics partial or total knee or hip replacement, which may provide you with relief from your joint pain. Signature Orthopedics Dr. Christopher Palmer specializes in robotic hip and knee replacements using a minimally invasive technology to provide patients with relief from arthritis and joint pain. Less invasive means less painful and faster recovery times. Learn more at drpalmerortho.com. You don't have to live with joint pain. Go to drpalmerortho.com to learn more and schedule your appointment and get back to the things you love. 5.36 on this Wednesday morning. Well, we've been talking about the planning season being just around the corner. Oh, yeah, and then the bills start to come in, and uh, you have the seed and the fertilizer, and then, oh, yeah, that tractor's broke down. you got to get it fixed. Does that all sound familiar to your operation? Well, no matter the season, the ag industry faces these unique pressures, and if you're feeling overwhelmed or hopeless, there is help. You're sitting at the breakfast table this morning. You're wondering if you can get through another day. 
There is help, and they are there for you. Give them a call. Text them on the text line at 833-FARM-SOS. That's 833-FARM-SOS. You'll receive confidential support from experts who understand the pressure of grain and livestock farming, and there's no cause to call. They know what you're going through. Everyone needs someone to talk to, and if you're a farmer or a farm family member in need of that support, remember, you don't have to go it alone. The helpline is 833 farm SOS 833-327-6767. Don't be too proud to ask for help. They are there for you. Brought to you by the Farm Family Resource Initiative in partnership with SIU Medicine. I'd like to give a shout-out to the window store, Larry Thornton and his son, Joe. Since they've been advertising on the Big 550 KTRS, the response from the listeners have been fantastic. If you're looking for windows or you're looking for doors, I would recommend going to the store, the window store. They sell windows and doors, and they do it better than anybody else in town. You see, it's a family-run business and has been a family-run business for all these many years. And guess what? They're really not into playing the game, the marketing game. Buy one, get seven free. Buy one, take 85% off the second one. No. Every window is energy efficient. There is no upselling. It includes everything you'll need. No gimmicks. One fair price, take it or leave it. They are a great St. Louis company, and you probably know somebody they know. They've been around so long. The window store, whether it's vinyl windows, wood windows, or any type of entry door, the window store. Call them for a no-cost, no-obligation, no-hassle bid. 314-739-0002 or wswindow.net. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. Coming up on 539 on this Wednesday morning, Zach. Let's take a quick look at that forecast. Folks getting ready to head out the door. They'll be digging out the jackets this morning. Yeah, I'm actually down to 28 degrees outside here in Maryland Heights. Some snow flurries moving through the area. That'll be moved out by early to mid-morning. High of just 39 degrees today. It will be sunny in mid-morning and for the rest of the day once those flurries move out. Clear overnight tonight with a low of 22 degrees. It is going to be windy today as well. There's wind gusts as high as 35 miles an hour throughout the day today. Again, clear overnight tonight with a low of 22 degrees. Sunny on Thursday with a high of 50 and a low of 35 on Thursday night. Slight chance of some late night showers Thursday night into Friday morning. Partly sunny on Friday, high of 55 degrees, clear Friday night with a low of 40. And for the weekend, 68 degrees and sunny on Saturday, clear Saturday night with a low of 52. Sunny on Sunday, warming back up into the mid-70s, 75 degrees the high with some chance of showers late Sunday night into Monday morning. That's the latest from the Weather Desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. All right, thanks, Zach. Showing 31 degrees here in rural Belleville. That puts us in with an 18-degree wind chill. Winds are coming in out of the north-northwest at 18 miles an hour. Humidity is at 73. Sun up at 633 and sundown at 551 this afternoon. USDA's meteorologist Brad Rippey says there's a mixed bag of temperatures and weather in the near to above normal precipitation nationwide for the first week of March. Taking a look ahead to our 8 to 14 day National Weather Service outlook, and this covers the time period from March 5th through the 11th. 
We are expecting above normal temperatures roughly across the eastern half of the United States, but we will see some cooler weather becoming entrenched across the west. With that overall pattern, which is basically a dip in the jet stream in the west and a rise in the jet stream across the eastern U.S., that portends a rather stormy period across much of the country. So we are expecting near or above normal precipitation nearly nationwide. Greatest likelihood of those wet conditions will be across the eastern United States. One area that may miss out on some of the precipitation will be northern sections of the high plains where we do expect a small area of below normal precipitation. So this time of year, a little rain goes a long ways as we go into the planting season. Zach, the other day we talked a little bit about it and and I had a lot of calls and a lot of people talking about it yesterday was this Illinois House Bill 1634, uh, which was the one where it involves the Illinois Vehicle Code where they are talking about passing a bill that its emissions, it involves uh, vehicle emissions standards. Mm. And they're talking about passing the bill, same bill in Illinois that they passed in California. And if you know if it got passed in California, it's scary. Uh, But what they're talking about is not being able to register, technically, to put license plates on a vehicle older than 2010. Yeah. Now, how about that? Trying to do away with the emissions. Yeah, how, I mean, uh, I mean, it's, it's my vehicle's pre 2010, so. Well, but you're in Missouri. You get away with yeah, anything over there. Uh-huh. Yeah, but like trucks, you know, and the trucking industry went wild. Mm-hmm. You know, they and, and the farming industry went wild because so many of the trucks on the farms, number one, and they maybe they could put a farm exemption in there. I don't know, but whatever. But because you don't use them very much. You know the the big the trucks on the farms a lot of times get used a couple months of the year, yeah, and then you put them away. I mean, do you have do you have are you using trucks that are pre two thousand ten? Uh huh. Mm. Uh huh. And a lot of guys are. And I drive an 07. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? You know, I, I mean, I, I I don't know. If we start trying to pass things that's passing in California, that really makes me nervous. I don't know. Well. Have to wait and see what where that all ends up. But right now, it's got a lot of people concerned about what that could do uh, as far as licensing these vehicles. Do you go out of state? Do you have to go, you know, do you go get an address in Missouri and license yeah. them out of Missouri? I, I, I don't know. What do you do? How do you get around it? You know, you can't go. You can't just. And what's that truck going to be worth if you go to sell it? And who, you know, if you, if you can't license it, who's going to buy it? It has to go out of state. So I don't know. We'll have to wait and see where that all all shakes out. But there's always something giving the farming industry a headache, and the trucking industry got uh, uh, involved in that as well. So we'll keep an eye on that. Much needed high elevation precipitations expected to fall this week, as we heard Rippy talking about. Uh, he also talks about yeah, it could help in the uh, snowpack. You know, here we are talking 60s, 70s, and 80s, and they're still trying to build the snowpack. In very general terms, we have seen improvement overall in western snowpack over the last several weeks, really since the beginning of 2024. Yet USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says one area that has missed out is the northern tier of the region. However, for the rest of this week, we have another round of western storminess moving in, and that should last for several days. Everything will kick off in the northwest around midweek, and by the time we get to the 
the late week and into the early part of the weekend, just about everybody in the western U.S. will be seeing at least some rain or snow extending all the way eastward to the Rockies. And while this should add on to mountain snowpack numbers, in the southern two-thirds of the west, where near to above average levels are recorded for most ranges. The best news of all this is that some of the northern watersheds across the Cascades and northern Rockies should be picking up some pretty good snowfall over the next several days. So we may be able to boost those snowpack numbers that have been pretty across the northern tier of the west. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. And a good snowpack means, yeah, it'll all melt off eventually, and that water will run into the reservoirs. And maybe out there in that southwest, southwest area, maybe they'll kind of get some of those water supplies back on track. It's 545. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Dr. Joseph Molesky here with STL Medical Weight Loss. Are you frustrated with your New Year's resolution and not getting the weight loss results you desire? Join our over 900 plus patients who have found success with our FDA approved injectable weight loss peptides. These peptides are injected once weekly. They help with food cravings and boost your metabolism. Imagine losing 20 plus pounds in 90 days. Book today stlmedweightloss.com or give us a call at 636-628-6604. We're going to change your life in less than 90 days. Hi, it's the Medicare man, Ryan Raphael. I want to first thank all of the wonderful listeners for allowing me to help them with their important Medicare decisions. If you are approaching 65 or retiring soon, I will help you figure out what to do and when to do it. I am fully aware of the endless literature, calls, and TV commercials people are bombarded with every day. I can help you navigate the Medicare maze with easy to understand and accurate info. If you are currently on a Medicare plan, do not hesitate to reach out if you want to compare and make sure you have the right plan for your needs. Many are unaware there are often enrollment periods other times of the year you can possibly take advantage of. If you need help, call me, the Medicare man, Ryan Raphael, at 314-368-6808 or visit MedicareManSTL.com, 314-368-6808. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. 547 on this Wednesday morning, getting a few texts on the text line. Always love to hear from the listeners, 84126. Uh, Steve over in St. Paul had a dusting of snow on the patio furniture this morning, believe it or not. Yeah, crazy weather. Yes, it is. Uh, How's the farmer supposed to make any money with these low commodity prices? That's the million-dollar question right there, Zach. Uh, they don't make money every year. Uh, I don't know that there is such a thing as uh, a way to make farmers make money on a year of down markets. Hopefully the market turns around uh, before this next harvest, or maybe it'll turn around and get that grain that you got in the bin, get it sold. But uh, right now, it's going to be a tight year uh, going into this planting season if these prices don't turn around Uh, another one of the textures we were talking about the trucking law in illinois as far as not licensing the older trucks they say it sounds like the precursor to the pro act that outlaws freelance workers not familiar with that one maybe i have to look that have to look that one up well the uh, soil and water conservation work from the usda they've been busy this year and it did. Uh, they did a record amount of conservation work last year, but they say this year could actually break last year's record on conservation programs. Gary Crawford has the report. 
This has been the best year that our agency has had, and we've had some good years. Oh, yes. Terry Cosby heads up the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Natural Resources Conservation Service. He's talking about the record-breaking amount of conservation work his agency did during the 2023 fiscal year that ended September 30th. He told us. We supported close to 45,000 conservation contracts. Uh, totaling over about $2.8 billion in financial assistance. Our folks are dedicated. They stepped up. They got the job done. And then we finished the year at about 99.8% completed. I I know there was a lot of folks that didn't think we could do it, but we, we stood up to the task. And they got it done thanks to dedicated employees and also thanks to a major infusion of funds from the Inflation Reduction Act. So this past fiscal year, NRCS doing a record high $2.8 billion worth of work on about 45,000 projects. This next year, we've made almost double the amount of money available for people to do this work. Cosby says his agency has been given about $5 billion for this year and is not wasting time putting it to work. The funding has been distributed out to the states already. And we're working through a process right now where producers and ranchers and all the folks are coming in and are we meet them at the farm and we talk through this and we have we could have some financial assistance available. A record amount of assistance to farmers and ranchers, helping them to do things like reduce soil erosion and improve the quality of soils and the safety and quality of area water supplies. But Terry Cosby says this kind of work could have even global repercussions. If we can get a conservation practice on every acre in this country, just think about the effect it would have on climate, the cooling effect it would have, and the erosion effect, the water effect. You know, we see all of these disasters that are happening around the country right now from, you know, wildfires to to drought to hurricanes. And it is, it is because that this climate is changing and that we have the resources now to help with the climate change situation. Meanwhile, the NRCS is bracing for yet another record year of putting conservation measures on the land, which could make this year once again. It's just the best year of this agency. Which has been doing conservation work for almost 90 years. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Find out more if you're involved, interested in one of their programs, like to get uh, involved in their programs, Natural Resource Conservation Service, NRCS, get a hold of their county office. Coming up on 551 on this uh, Wednesday morning, let's head back over to the weather desk. This report brought to you by our friends over at Viviano Heating and Air. What do you got, Zach? Still a light snow moving through the area, 28 degrees outside right now. Colder today, high of just 39 degrees. That snow will be moved out by about mid-morning. It will turn sunny. It will be windy today as well. Wind gusts in the upper 30s could hit 40 degrees in some areas. Again, sunny for the rest of the day after this snow moves out. Low of 22 degrees overnight tonight and for tomorrow, sunny with a high of 50 degrees And a low of 35 on Thursday night. Could see some late spot showers tomorrow night into Friday morning. Partly sunny on Friday with a high of 55 degrees. Clear on Friday night with a low of 40. And for the weekend Saturday, it's going to be sunny with a high of 68 degrees and a low of 52 on Saturday night. Then warming up on Sunday, high of 75 degrees and plenty of sun. Before we head into next week, showers could uh, expect showers on Monday morning as well. Mostly sunny in the afternoon, high of 70 degrees. Chance of some more showers late Monday night into early Tuesday morning. And sunny by Tuesday afternoon with a high of 60. That's latest from the Weather Desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. All right, thanks, Zach. I'm showing 29 degrees here now in rural Belleville. We've lost a few degrees since we started. 
Wind chills down to 17. Winds are coming in out of the northwest at 13. Uh, Humidity is at 73. Dew points at 22. Sun up at 633. And sundown this afternoon at 551. Well, I've been telling you about our friends over at Viviano Heating and Air for several years now. If you haven't called them, I don't know. It's your fault. If you're on the Illinois side of the river, give them a call. They can come out, check out that furnace and air conditioner system, and tell you whether or not you're running it efficiently or not. Maybe it just needs a cleaning. Maybe it's wore out. Maybe you need a whole new system. And they can take care of that as well. they got financing available. They're trained specialists, and you know the saying, it's hard to stop a train. But they work on all makes and models, and in a lot of cases, they might even have the part on the truck to get you back up and running. Let their technicians explain to you the efficiency of the new units as well. They are extremely more efficient than the old systems that where all the heat and air goes up the chimney. Why don't you give them a call today? Viviano Heating and Air. They'll do you a good job. I guarantee you. VivianoAir.com. That's VivianoAir.com. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code RADIO for an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's promo code RADIO. Since 1884, February is the month which we recognize the contributions of the professionals who represent taxpayers. Hi, I'm Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor at Capital Advisory Group and the author of the number one best-selling book on taxes, Keep What's Yours. Since 1976, Capital Advisory Group has been representing and saving our clients money year after year. Give us a call at 636-394-5524 or you can visit us on the web at capitaladvisorygrp.com. So you say you crave choices. Have you seen the Cafe Appliance line? Commercial style ranges, unique food storage options, plus quiet, convenient cleanup. With an abundance of features, plus finishes like white or black matte and stainless steel. And now you can get six different beautiful hardware options. Just as your style evolves, your rooms do too. From changing out throw pillows to adding new art, your home is your canvas. Satisfy your appliance cravings with the cafe line at any of the appliance discounted showrooms. Where, as always... Our savings are your savings. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. With corporate earnings season winding down, stock traders are looking ahead to new economic data for clues on the direction of interest rates. The Federal Reserve's preferred inflation gauge, the Personal Consumption Expenditures Index, is due out tomorrow. Investors waiting for the release of the PCE were marking time Tuesday. The Dow Jones slipped 96 points to close back below 39,000. The S&P gained about two-tenths of one percent. The Nasdaq Composite tacked on about four-tenths. Apple apparently is giving up on building an electric car. The Wall Street Journal reports the tech giant has spent billions over the last decade exploring designs for a marketable EV. Some of the people involved in the project could soon face layoffs. It's a similar story at Bumble, which plans to let about 350 employees go as part of a restructuring plan. The cuts amount to about 30% of the workforce at that popular dating app. Jim Ryan, ABC News. And it looks like the market's down about 100 points in the overnight trade. Uh, Zach, one of the listeners on the text line said, did you see the people kayaking in Death Valley from all the water uh, all the rainwater is washing down into the salt flats. No, I did not. I, I didn't see that. Uh, we were talking about the trucking uh, bill. It says, Farmer Dave, a lot of us still run trucks from the 70s. Mm-hmm. They really probably won't pass that 2010 pa- uh, uh, bill. So we'll wait and see. Hopefully they can hold that one uh, from happening. And uh, maybe just if they get it done, which 
I man, I just don't see it happening. But they're really pushing to go to go electric. But if they get it done, maybe there would be some kind of an exemption in there for farmers. I don't really know that they really care how we get our crops to the to the river. Um, over on the overnight trade, as we wrap it up, looks like the corn trade. We're going to call it about a penny lower now. March at four oh seven. Uh, let's see. May's at four twenty two. That's down three quarters. September at four forty five. That's down a penny. December's trading at four fifty nine. That's down a penny as well. Was at four sixty one at one point. Over on the soybean trade, as we struggle to hang on to the eleven dollar mark. March at eleven twenty nine. That's down another two. May's at eleven thirty seven. That's down three. November trading at eleven twenty six. Down three and a half and. January of 25, trading at 11.37. That's down three cents a bushel. Look way out. There is some $10 beans. November 26, 2026 in November, the bean market is under the $11 mark, 10.99. July is at 10.99. And November of 27 at 10.76. There are no $12 beans anywhere between now and the 20 and November of 2027. That music means we're out of here. McGraw's in the wings. He's ready to go. We'll keep an eye on the markets, have updates at 10 and 12. And with any luck at all, we'll all be back together tomorrow morning for the Thursday edition right here on the Big 550. Have a great day. See you tomorrow morning at 5. A few days ago, I told you about Gemini, Google's answer to ChatGPT, a woke AI chatbot that produced images for its users of a black African George Washington, an Asian woman, and a black man in Nazi uniforms. You'd think that Google would shut this absurd algorithm down before it gets even more embarrassing, but you'd be wrong. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by NetSuite. Own a business? Visit netsuite.com slash Kim today and get NetSuite's KPI checklist absolutely free. Not only has Gemini AI attempted to falsify history to make it, shall we say, more inclusive, it's now shown an even more dangerous side. In a test, when asked if it was wrong for adults to sexually prey on children, Gemini answered by referring to pedophiles as minor attracted persons. Then it refused to classify the act of pedophilia as either wrong or illegal. Someone at Google is writing and programming these evil algorithms, and Google apparently supports it. Join a half a million folks who get my free newsletter every single day. You're going to love it. Sign up now at getkim.com.